Welcome to the Movie Babies. I am Devin. And I am Sean. And this is a trailer review show. Yeah, episode 12, 12. of this goddamn thing. And, have, yeah, go for it. we got a special guest with us uh, today. We'll talk about it a little later. We're reviewing the trailers Logan and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. He's from the comic shop. That's a hint. Yeah. So he, if anyone knows about this shit... I don't, him. That was a funny shit I just dropped. I don't know why. Like, it came out of my mouth, and I was like, should I say crap? I was this like, no, garbage. I'm going to say This fucking shit. filth, this comic book nerdery. So as of this recording, it is Oscar night. It's Oscar night, meaning while we're taping this, the Oscars are going to be airing today, but while you're listening to this, they already happened. They already happened, so you already know the winners. Yeah, you but know more than we do. I got a Regal Best Picture Film Pass that let me, for $35, see all the best pictures as many times as I wanted. Yeah, but explain why that was shitty. Why that was a bad investment. Wait, why was it a bad investment? Because you had to watch them at dumb times, right? Oh, yeah, so this is a new segment called Fuck Yeah, <laughs> F- wait, Fuck Yeah, Fuck Nah. Okay. Fuck Nah. Fuck Yeah, Fuck, fuck Nah. Can't fuck even say yeah. the segment's name. <laughs> That's how you know it's a good segment. Yeah. So, fuck yeah to Regal for doing this pass. Great idea. That's like 12, 10 movies mm-hmm. uh, for $35. It was like you the could, price of two and a half There movies. was no ID. Mm-hmm. I could hand the pass off to anyone. Nice. Uh, each time they did it, they marked my little Regal pass, so I got bonus points. Oh, cool. I was making money. Nice. Making camel bucks. Uh, fuck nah. The, the times were locked in. Mm-hmm. And, like, for example, I wanted to see Hidden Figures at a different time. It was playing. That showing wasn't sold out. But you couldn't get in. The manager said on the phone, hey, we want to see this movie at a different time. Can we do it? Yeah, come on down. We got down there. Guess what? No. Fuck nah. Wow. I'm really surprised you weren't able to say. Somebody specifically told me. I did say that. And They did not care. Yeah, that Regal has been real hard asses lately. I saw them turn away. Some kids who, you know, bought a ticket for a rated R movie, and the lady was just shaking them down so hard. As I just, I wanted, I wanted to be like, they're with me, but we were seeing different movies. <laughs> they're with me. These children are with me now. <laughs> so dumb that anyone gives a shit about the goddamn rules. I mean, we don't care about the rules. No. Oh, look, so anyway, you saw a bunch podcast. of these Oscar. You saw a bunch of these nominated movies. That's yeah. the point, right? Yeah, that's the point. Let's talk about them. What right. was your, uh, was your favorite of the best pictures? Oh, okay. So I didn't do a great job of seeing all the Best Picture nominations. Yeah, which one, let's say, let's eliminate some. Which ones did you not see? I didn't see Hidden Figures, and I feel pretty bad about that, and I didn't see Lion. Double racist. I saw Moonlight. Oh, okay, you're back. And I saw I Am Not Your Negro, and I saw Get Out. So I'm doing great. (laughs) You're doing great. My my hope and dream is that either Arrival or Moonlight win Best Picture, because those were the ones that were most impressive um, as far as what they achieved in my viewing. Yes. Um, I really don't understand why Hacksaw Ridge or Hell or High Water are nominated, or even La La Land. Those okay. were not quality-made movies, in my okay. opinion. I'm happy you said that, because Hacksaw Ridge and Hell or High Water were the two I could not see. Yeah. And them. La La Land, holy shit, is this going to be the most overrated Best Picture winner? Oh, absolutely. There's so little to celebrate about this movie. It's a poorly done musical. Meaning the this music isn't that great. It might as well be a Coke commercial. Like, they're not yeah. spectacular. They're, the thing that I liked about the movie, spoiler alert, was the montage 
kind of dream sequency thing at the end that they use to kind of wrap up the, the, the movie. End, the end saved it, and I think probably the only reason it got nominated or really, like, captivated people is because the ending is kind of genius and kind of a cheat because it's like having your cake and eating it, too, where it's, like, it's kind of like this bittersweet, yeah. like, well, we're not going to put them together, but really... We're going to put them together. Yeah. So, like, you get both out of the audience. You get the sad, poignant film, but you also get the happy ending. I kind of felt like it was a little bit of a one-trick pony thing from this director that he had kind of done a similar thing in Whiplash, just, like, the dreaminess quality of the final sequence to Whiplash being like, is this heightened reality, or what are we seeing here, like... As a very, you know, realistically, someone would have stepped in a long time ago and stopped this performance from happening, and it's pretty wild that it's still going on. And since we're just focusing on these two characters going back and forth, it's pretty heightened reality or whatever. And right. like, it, it kind of the similar thing is like, well, are they battling? Are they are they forging a friendship here? We don't know. It kind of ends. Uh, and, but, and and not that that was a bad decision to make in that movie. I enjoyed that, but it's like I kind of see what this director does. That's how he wraps up his movies. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can see why, too, people love this film. It's very much a kind of old mom movie and, like, the young teenage movie. Yeah. At least that's who I saw kind of looking around in my theater mm. and seeing, like, people really, like, bopping their head getting into it. Yeah, I've got a few students who are like, oh, I want to learn the whatever moon... What the, what's the fucking song from this? And well, that's the thing, too, is the songs aren't memorable. No, I can't even they, remember But they shit. keep going back to, the, like, they're doing the gimmick where it's like, here's our song. City of Stars. City of Stars. That's the it's song. It's, like, going to carry us through the film. Right. But it's... I'm not into that song. No. I don't care about it. No, it's pretty It's pretty unmemorable. Uh, I mean, I've had to fucking teach the song to several students, and I can't remember how it goes. <laughs> uh, Moonlight and Fences are probably, and Arrival, are yeah. my top three. Okay. I don't know if it's because I marathoned all these films, but <laughs> almost all of them were two hours. And yeah, they're lengthy. And you could lengthy. feel the runtime. The only movie, I think, that knew how to craft a film to fill the runtime is probably Arrival. Yeah. Uh, Moonlight, mm-hmm. I agree with you. Uh, great character film. Um, you kind of see him go through his life. Yeah. And all the actors portraying the different segments, it seemed like one person. Like, you bought into it being Certainly. the same guy. Yeah, and that's the strength of just this, how the story was put How did together. you feel about that ending? In some ways, I want to say it's a little lacking, but maybe that's the draw of it, too. Yeah, I think if there was, like, a big, like, climax scene for a movie like that, it would have it would have been out of character. Sure. I think given the nature of how he hardened over the time of his story, to have him just have a moment of uh, vulnerability and just see, you know, him weeping in his friend's arms, like, that is a huge breakthrough for that character. Yeah. Regardless of what happens after that or if they get together or if they don't or whatever, it, like, doesn't have any bearing on it. He needed to kind of regain a little bit of his, like, innocence and humanity and just, like connectivity to people yes yes so i appreciated that movie just as a master stroke all around like really really cool and super effective and exciting to see a movie it didn't seem oscar Beatty. it seemed just no. like a good quality movie that should be recognized you know considering what's at stake in the portrayal of like black males today if a movie in 2017 doesn't deserve like more spotlight and attention and like accolades than this one. Like, it's certainly not the movie yeah. where a white man saves jazz. No. Right? 
get fucking La La Land, clear the lane. Uh, well, and Moonlight does what I wish movies like Hidden Figures would do more. And I liked Hidden Figures, but it does the thing where I wish they'd make them with a little lighter touch in terms of you have characters in Hidden Figures who are blatantly saying, like, I'm a Negro woman from the 1960s. Mm. I can't do this. It's on, on the nose. It's so on the yeah. nose. and But then sprinkled throughout, it does have, like, some fun, clever one. Like, mm. uh, Kevin Costner says, like, here at NASA, we all pee of the same color. I was like that. That's like that's like good. Like, like it's super on the nose, but it's played in a funny way. So it's like the nice mix. So like, there's a couple lines like that where it's like, that's all you need. We yeah. all know what we're getting into yeah. with hidden figures. You don't need to like spend the first thirty minutes hitting the audience in the head with it. Yeah, it's interesting because you know maybe some audience members do need that to kind of wake them up in a way, but. Yeah, it is kind of I like, think you can eh. I think audiences are smarter than that, even the ones that maybe uh, are just casual yeah. fans. Uh, the other film I really liked was Fences. Mm, oh, Did yeah. you see that? No, but like the trailer wasn't um, super effective for me. Like I, I kind of felt compelled to go see it because it's like, oh, okay, Denzel's doing it all. I had to drag my ass to see that movie because mm-hmm. it was at least interesting. I didn't know anything about it. I found out Denzel was directing it. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's a play. And he directs it. And like it a, is, right? It is a play. Okay. It, and it feels like a play because he directs it like a play, there's maybe like one or two locations oh, okay. that they just keep going back to. Interesting. And it's just like all the actresses and actors just like, here's my monologue, and it's just pure like acting. And is it's and and so the performances are great and the material is the material's awesome. great. The acting's really great. What I liked about it too, all the characters have some sort of arc. Mm-hmm. It it you know, some people say like what makes a good film? Mm-hmm. Like is it the plot? Is it the action? Is it the characters? Sure. I think it's the characters and movies like Fences uh-huh. prove why. It was just fun to see these characters like do it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the th- the great thing about every movie Denzel has been in is his monologue, like yeah. right, and it's just, from Training Day to Enemy of the State to anything. And at first, not too, Enemy I'm, of the State, but uh, anyway, the other one. Yeah, and at first too, I was like, oh, I was like, oh, is this going to be Denzel doing like Denzel? Mm. And I think this proves why Denzel's such a strong actor. Is like once I got into the story, like I was completely bought into his character. Mm. And it reminds me of one of my favorite books, um, Things Fall Apart, which oh, yeah. is like the African book Mm. and about kind of the changing of the guard sort of thing. And like Denzel's character is like caught in between the change. Yeah. And I love watching characters kind of like dealing with that where like that loss of power and they don't know what to do and where they fit in anymore. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, Well, hopefully it wins something tonight or hopefully it won something (laughs) in the past. (laughs) You got to arrive for it. I, you know, I want to gloss over a couple of these categories because I don't have a vested interest in, you know, seeing Actors and well, celebrities I, given blowjobs on screen, but like, uh, well, I I kind of do, but <laughs> not in the awards ceremony. Oh, okay, not in the winter. Um, <laughs> so I want to skip to like what's more interesting to us is the storytelling element of movies. So the best um, adapted screenplay, mm-hmm. um, we've got the arrival, uh, fences, hidden figures, lion, and moonlight. What was your favorite adapted screenplay? I want to say fences, even though. It was so much a play. Because that they kept it a play, maybe. But they kept it a play, and, like, usually there are movies like that where it's, like, it's staged like a play, and the camera moves like a play, and it takes me out of it. Mm. 
But for some reason, Fences got a pass with me where it's like I didn't mind that it just felt like a play. And it made me realize like, oh, I wonder if that's not a bad technique of just taking really s- strong plays. Because that's the strongest part of a play, right? It's mm-hmm. just writing. Yeah. Like they don't, they can't hide behind the other stuff. So I wonder if that should be a direction Hollywood takes in the future of this like grabbing these really strong written plays. Mm-hmm. And just instead of trying to, like, change so much to make it fit into this weird whatever, they just go, just here it is. It. Yeah. Here's, people like the play, and now it's a movie, and people will hopefully like that. Yeah, nice. The writing categories are more important to me than the other ones because it really reflects what I'm interested in, which is the storytelling aspect. And mm-hmm. I'm really into how Fences, Hidden Figures, Lion, and Moonlight all have, like, this very of-the-time importance relevance to them mm-hmm. um, and that's the artistry that should be celebrated right now and I like I feel like Arrival was an awesome adapted screenplay as well I, yes. I didn't read the original sci-fi short but I really like how this uh, writer took that stuff and ran with it and I listened to a couple podcasts with him ex- kind of explaining um, his procedure and everything and Everything about it, the way he checked in with the original author mm-hmm. and kind of did divergent ideas and embellished a, a, a theme that was actually counter to the original story, but that still works on its own. Yes. Um, I think that's really cool. And like that strategy and how it rewarded, how he was rewarded by what he did, like that's great. I still feel like Moonlight wins the award for me. Uh, yeah, probably as well. Because um, Moonlight 2, they did a nice job adapting it in a way of using film. The film breathes. There's moments of silence. There's yeah. moments where the characters are just portraying what they need to. The screenwriter did not overdo it in terms yeah. of like yeah, what he's putting in there. It's, it's an interesting, like, the effect it had on me of, like, going in and not really knowing much about it and kind of seeing this trailer that's kind of very artistic and impressionistic and not... It's like just kind of this visual poem, and it's like, I'm not really sure what this movie's going to be about. Mm-hmm. Is this a hood movie? Like, is this <laughs> yeah. Do the Right Thing? Um, is this is this uh, uh, Boys in the Hood or whatever? And then and and to see, like, all those chapters of this character's story removed, but through their absence being more present. Like, yeah. you know, I didn't need to see those chapters of him, like, being beaten up in prison or, like, doing no. the beating up on the block to establish his character. I needed just the moments that were the most significant in his life and inferred those other things and let my imagination fill in the gaps. Yeah, exactly. And that was super, super effective. And, yeah, that is the braver choice, I think, too. Yeah, totally. Because in a a movie that has this massive time span to not montage those sequences or whatever, like, I think that's a smarter decision now. And, like, you know, it was cool the way Arrival did use montage because they weren't annoying and they got a great point across. But it was a stronger medium articulation to just remove those things and, like, do it this way, in my opinion. I agree. Um, Original screenplay. Yeah, I'm looking at this list and going... Going, not sure. I like The Lobster, but that movie kind of falls apart during the second half. It's like two movies, and like 
it kind of drags a little bit. When he gets into the, the forest for you? When he gets into the forest, yeah, yeah. It does for me, too. I really like this director. I like Dogtooth a lot, and it really kind of like a fun shock of a movie to me. And in this one, it was, too. I really liked hearing about how so many people poured out of the theaters at the Pickford in the middle of the movie just, like, wanting their money back. Like, it was a super polarizing movie. <laughs> really? And, and I appreciate the bravery of that well, and, like... Because of the dog scene. That was, like, the big, like... Like, so the dog gets killed and mm-hmm. it's very graphic, right. like, them showing it. Yeah. And, yeah, I heard, like, a lot of people, like, walked out and, like, refused to see it. Yeah, Which yeah. is so weird only because, like, what about every other movie where, like, humans are dying and, oh, like, yeah. you see, Speaking like... eviscerated. Or, like, uh, what's the... Hatsaw Ridge? Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it, but it sounds bloody. It's, yeah, it is. <laughs> it, it, it goes in full Gibson gore porn uh, uh, third act. Uh, I want your opinion on Manchester by the Sea because I really liked that I movie. I didn't. I didn't. And, I, like, it was a, I had a problem with it not knowing if it was a comedy or a drama. And I usually don't have that problem because yeah. those things can easily complement each other. Like the lobster, I guess. Sure, yeah. But, like, in this instance... The comedy undermined the drama, and the drama undermined the comedy for me, and I didn't appreciate it. And I don't like Casey Affleck in general right now because of his, the hot water he's in oh. over the sexual assault allegations. So I can't watch a movie where he's the, you know, like, oh, poor Casey Affleck, like, without that being colored. I don't keep up with a lot of news, I guess. Sure. Or at least that news. I missed that one. Yeah, I somehow missed that one. Um, yeah. Well, so I wasn't, that wasn't on my mind. Again, like, a lot of the themes of movies I liked is just, like, the character arcs. Mm. And I liked his character arc. And you kind of reveal more about him and what happened. By the end, he's not, like... And now I'm a good guy. It right. was, like, a realistic change. Like, that character, he's still the same person, but he's made changes in other ways. Mm. Um, but he's not going to do like a complete 180. Yeah. There is there is one scene that I appreciated in that movie when Michelle Williams like she uh, was amazing contacts with him well. like makes contact with him later and yeah. tries to have the conversation that they never got to have over the trauma that happened in their that kind of broke up their marriage. And 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 maybe it's to the credit of the written scene, but I think it's more to the credit of her uh, acting ability um, that you know she, She's pouring out this attempt to make amends that, you know, has been, like, buried under these I don't want to talk about it kind of like I'm rebuilding my life kind of backstory. But she needs to express these things to him and kind of, in a way, apologize for blaming him and in a way to just kind of get some of these things off their both their chests that never happened before. And also to reach out to him and see where he's at with all this stuff. And yeah. he fucking shuts down and he can't do it. Yeah. And, like, the tension between those actors and just, like, the realism of that sequence and, you know, what they touch upon, like, that was a fantastic cinematic moment yeah. buried in a movie that the rest of it I well, couldn't have cared less. Like I said earlier, like some of these movies don't make use of the runtime. This movie was like one of the longer ones, like 220, yeah, 230. Yeah, it was very long. And there's like some, the ones that took me out, there's like a couple like where they're playing like this classical music type stuff oh, God. and there's like God. long montages of things <sighs> happening. They drag for so long. Yeah. And I'm like, I usually like that sort of stuff. Like, give me some classical music in like a film and sure. Like, but the music choice wasn't right for the scene. No, this, and like, the scenes were too long. The wall to wall Irish Catholic, like hymnal orchestral music really did a disservice to this movie. It totally made the actual sad moments 
a fucking joke. Yeah, that, like that moment too, where they are doing the long montage, like silent. You don't hear the actors, you don't hear the stuff. It's mm-hmm. just the music. Yeah, it does. So overbearing. It does soften the blow of what should be a really impactful moment. Yeah, it was a bummer. The favorable category, 20th Century Women, I thought was a really great movie, well executed. But the screenplay and how the narrative works in this movie of jumping around in time with the with the narrator having this omniscient or at least at the end stage of their life kind of going back and telling it but the whole focus of the film being these the, this time this particular moment in these characters lives in uh-huh. this episode or whatever but it being sprinkled in with tellings of what will happen later with this character and seeing a trajectory that it, though it's not played out in the story of the moment it's extremely satisfying to get these conclusive elements of, but you get this very kind of broad optic snapshot of the whole lives of these people within this small chapter mm-hmm. that I thought was like excellent and very novelistic, um, uh, uh, kind of a feature that's, you know, people praise literature for being able to do that film often can't do. Right. I thought they did it really well with this. All right, well, I have to put that on my 2C list. Okay, so that was our wrap-up for our personal picks of what deserved the Oscar. Did they get them? We don't know currently, but you'll know, and you'll be able to laugh at us for how stupid we are. Let's get to the more important stuff. Sure. Because we got some comic book movies to review. (laughs) The least deserving of any type of... Uh, critical praise, uh, a couple of adaptations of shitty, shitty adaptations of probably cooler comic books, uh, Logan and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, with our special guest, Django from the Comics Place. Here's the episode. Logan, you still have time. I hurt myself today yes <laughs> trying to watch some of these trailers all right that's good that's a good one i mean i'm, I'm saying that but i kind of like this trailer <laughs> that might be a tip of the hat um how about logan wolf and cub oh that's Ooh. good that's for the hardcore comic fans yeah uh, speaking of comic fans self-identified or 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 perhaps thrusted mantle thrusted upon you <laughs> comic genius oh i'll take that take thrust. your pick <laughs> uh Django from the comics place is here he's going to lay down all his comic knowledge where we lack it which is everywhere i'll lay down some of it yeah you do don't you, have time for all of it do you have a do you have an intro pun it, you don't have to have one it's just you're welcome to oh, throw man. down you got me on the spot no yeah, nothing. No is a fine answer. To <laughs> I mean, that I should have taken no. Can I go back? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're talking about the Logan trailers. Uh, I say trailers because we reviewed not only the newest Red Band Logan trailer, but the first trailer that came out. Yeah, and Logan is 20th Century Fox's latest attempt at an X Men movie, March 3rd. So we're coming up. This no, is sooner a, than I This thought. is the tenth. In the X-Men franchise. Jesus. Man. And this is uh, uh, Hugh Jackman's 17th year as Wolverine. Wow. Playing the same character. Wow. How many of these X-Men movies has he been in? I think all of them. All of them, yeah. He's been in every single wow. one of them. And that's kind of one of the complaints of the X-Men movies. It's like, why is Wolverine the star in every single one? 
Because yeah. he's the only one anybody cares about. I mean, that is that is a good point. That's <laughs> I'm. That's like so many times playing the same character. I wonder if that beats some like Robert England in Nightmare on Elm Street, yeah. or like I mean, definitely beats the James Bonds, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, the Bonds are notorious for having a lot of movies, and they don't actually have that many movies as a character, right? What if there was a different Logan or Wolverine actor for every instance of X-Men? Oh. Like, in a Bond kind of way. Like, they just, like, recast him every yeah. movie. I mean, who would you who would be, who would be your top Who would be your top? Like, yeah. maybe... Okay, <laughs> it was my first thought. <laughs> Danny DeVito, because the complaint about... Because yeah. Jackman's Wolverine is he's too tall. Yeah. Yeah. Danny yeah. DeVito, very short to the ground, mm-hmm. very animalistic. Very fierce. Very fierce. And I'm sure he can grow a beard. Yeah. It match. Danny DeVito with the comic book Wolverine V haircut yeah. is perfect. But yep. still kind of like maybe bald But still on the top. bald in the top. <laughs> but then who are they going to get to play Puck? I don't know who Who's, Puck is. Puck, uh, Puck was in the uh, Alpha Flight, oh, and yeah, yeah, he's yeah, yeah. even smaller than Wolverine. Right. He's like oh. a little hedgehog. And they've used well, Dinklage already, so they can't. Right. They screwed themselves. They right. They're like, well, do we know any more midgets? <laughs> I mean, they can. They don't care who they cast. If they've been in a movie in that universe before. The, the, yeah. the X-Men cinematic universe is a disaster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, also disaster this podcast because we haven't talked oh, yeah. about, the, about trailer. the trailer. Sorry, <laughs> let's talk about this first trailer. Jingo, you want to give us a throwdown on what we just saw in both these trailers? Yeah, I mean, basically, we saw uh, Old Man Logan uh, with what looks like maybe X twenty three, his uh, daughter, and uh, looks like them on a road trip, running away from some sort of super slick card bad guys. With Professor X in the back seat. Yeah. yeah. Kind of a driving Miss Daisy kind of vibe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, driving Professor X. So the first time I saw the first Logan trailer, I had just woken up and the trailer was all over Facebook. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to watch it with sound on because Erica was still asleep. Oh, I see. And so I thought that maybe that was your trailer ritual. It was like, <laughs> once the first time, no sound. Silence. Second time, only the sound. <laughs> Third time, one eye closed. <laughs> No, but it happens like that a lot. I'll, yeah. I'll watch watch the autoplay on Facebook before I actually get to see a trailer I think for I do real. That, now that you mention it a lot as yeah. well. And uh, that trailer worked so well, silent. Mm-hmm. And then I got to see it. I think maybe I went to a movie later that night and I hadn't had a chance to actually watch the trailer on a computer and I saw it for real. And mm-hmm. holy shit. Yeah. It's a good trailer. Trailer one, of course, has the Hurt song by Johnny Cash playing throughout. Fun note that I'm sure you guys do not know, James Mangold, the director of Logan, also directed Walk the Line. You don't no say. shit. Wow. I, I do say. I'm saying it right now I'll for the first God time. damned. <laughs> so it's a little connection there. Little you think he was like, hey, Pops, can... put in the Johnny Cash Hurt version. Everyone will love it. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, what else has he directed? He's directed 310 to Yuma. That was good. The remake? One. Yeah. I re- actually liked that movie Yeah, a lot. and that's the thing about this film. So the director is decent, mm-hmm. although he did direct The Wolverine, which I, get, mm. I think is one people liked a little bit more, but it still not. It was way better than the first one. Yeah, still not a perfect film. We got a pretty good writing team, too. Uh, we got the writer from the new American God series. And Blade Runner 2049. Okay. So I'm assuming he's a good writer. Just because he's directed writing things I like. Fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> I might have jinxed it. <laughs> and then the other writers from Minority Report get Shorty and Marley and me. Yeah, okay. So that 
That that leads me to my biggest question right now. Is there a dog in this trailer? Is there uh, going to be a dog in this movie? I think the kid is going to be the like stand-in for the dog, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because the kid doesn't talk dog, or whatever. Yeah. This is... You mentioned a minute ago you have a theory of who this character might be, but is this is someone from the comic books. I'm not familiar with this character. Yeah, so I don't think you see it in the first trailer, but in the second trailer she pops two claws out. Right. And that makes it look like she's X-23, who is Wolverine's daughter. Um, and Or clone. Clone, yeah. yeah. That is a cl- clone still a daughter, right? I mean, I don't know kind how of. that works. In, in, I'd have to watch the Clone Wars. Is... is <laughs> Is Hi, Michael Steve. Keaton his own <laughs> his own son? <laughs> sons? Uh, yeah, so she's and, and right now in the comic books she is the she's in the Wolverine title. Like Okay. Wolverine is dead. Okay. In the comics. Oh, um, and she's s- spoiler. Oh, that's that's like a three year spoiler. <laughs> oh also Superman died a couple years ago. Right, I don't well. know. If you want to spoil that one. No, well no, now okay. we just gotta throw this episode out. Because yeah. there's spoilers everywhere. Um but in the in the second trailer, he straight up says like, "I'm not who you think I am," oh. meaning who we think he is. Who that would be the father of this? Does he does he say it to her? I think in so. The trailer because the the rumor and and it looks like is it's probably a little bit true at least mm-hmm. is that this movie is based on the old man Logan story from the comics and the whole theme of that is like far in the future. Wolverine gets called on to go on an adventure. And he hasn't popped his claws for years, and he's like living like a hermit in the middle of the desert with a family. Mm-hmm. And so throughout the whole thing, people are talking to him like he's still Wolverine, but he's at, he would prefer to just be an old grumpy man on a farm. My name's Logan. Old yeah. man Logan had a farm? Yep. <laughs> um, okay, so it's an adaptation potentially from that. Yeah, although, can I spoil comic books? I, think Actually, I mean, oh, hold on, let me check. Hey, audience, um, Django here is going to spoil some nerd stuff. So if you're a nerd out there and you're reading these things... You probably uh, already know it. Just, you already know it because we all have the internet. Stop fucking up and read Old Man Logan. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so Old Man Logan is based in a world after all the heroes are dead, basically, except for Wolverine and Hawkeye, who's blind. And Hawkeye gets the wait, spider car... Wait. Wolverine uh, and Hawkeye? Yeah. Okay. Right. They get the spider claw to go fight the bad guys, and they go through the Lost Land, and there's a, dino, a T-Rex with the Venom symbiote on it. Go on. And every time I see that panel, I just freak out because it's so fucking Yeah, good. I just got a boner wow. listening to it. It is the it is like it's it's a road trip across America featuring every single Marvel villain and almost no Marvel good guys. And it's fabulous and there's no way they could do that given the licensing for these movies. Right. Because yes. Fox only has Wolverine and the X Men. Yeah. And they they would need to have a lot more licenses to get away with that hmm. so it's it looks like a road trip movie well and and potentially this all the other heroes are dead scenario too because they're at a funeral in the beginning yeah, of yeah, one they, of those yeah. Wolverine has the narration uh, the world is not the same as it was implying the mutants are gone okay and it's him and the Xavier that are left and it's implied that even Logan doesn't have his powers anymore and that's why he's all scarred, scarred up because his power is healing factor, right? Yeah, and that beard. I mean, the the world has gone to shit <laughs> to yes. such an extent that his his chin and his lip grew. Yeah, in. I forgot. <laughs> Wolverine famous for two powers: mm-hmm. uh, healing factor, competitive beard growing, hair growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
um, you're, you're saying old man Logan. How old do we think he is? Professor X claims to be 90 in the end of the trailer and the button of the, the last trailer. Yeah. So how old does that make Logan? Well, let's see. Logan was around in the late 1800s, I think, is when he was born. According to the comics. And I don't know if they've confirmed that in any of the 10 X-Men movies. They all oh. kind of mushed together. Well, I'll confirm it now. So, yeah. it's confirmed. It's, it's confirmed. confirmed. Okay. All right. So, he's it's been around Devin since Devin is a comic book notary. You can approve them. Uh, for, some, for some reason, this looks like an alternate timeline to the X-Men timelines to okay. me. Well, because so, it's, it's like a wasteland, but they have 2017 cars. From what I read... On the internet, which I have not approved yet, mm -hmm. it says it's 30 years <laughs> after X-Men Apocalypse. Okay. And the Days and Future past movies kind of broke the X-Men movies in a way, because now we're at all different timelines, yeah. and it's unclear what's canon from the movies and what's not. They get to make that up every I mean, so step of the way. Basically, he just gave them a free pass and said, like, shut up, nerds. I... What I say happens happens now, I think and the, I can change it at any point. The general rule with those movies is if you watch the newest one and pretend it's in the same universe as the one previous, everything makes sense. But if you go yeah. back any farther than that, like you, you can only watch them in chunks of two yeah. where yeah. the continuity starts sense. falling apart. That makes sense. Interesting in this iteration of the X-Men story that the X-Men comic books exist IRL this <laughs> movie. So those were made... Just for this movie, Interesting. Uh, Joe Casada, mm. who has drawn and actually was the publisher of Marvel for a long time, but he's drawn everything you can imagine. And uh, the guy that's on Daredevil right now mm -hmm. actually drew more than just the page that we saw for this movie. Interesting, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Wolverine is holding an X Men comic, and he says maybe a quarter of it happened. And he's, like, flipping through, and, yeah, you see that art. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing that didn't happen, Wolverine. In that comic, you're wearing that blue and yellow suit. Yeah. Yep. Put, put that suit on. And he's got those weird eye holes, too, in that, like, it. most of the time when you see a character like that, he's got white eyes or whatever. And this mm -hmm. one, it's just, like, cut out circles around his eyes. <laughs> Interesting. He made do it you, out of cardboard. Yeah. It's like it's cosplay. Do you... <laughs> Um, Django, do you have any insight as far as how the white eye superhero mask tradition began? I think it's just because they look stupid when you put an eyeball in there. Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, it's been like that. I've said that for years. Forever. Eyeballs look stupid. <laughs> I've been trying to get rid of mine, erase <laughs> them. Every put a race, I put some bleach in them. <laughs> Nothing works. Yeah, and I think that that was one of the big problems when they started doing superhero movies is how do we get around that? Because the white eyes look ridiculous. Yeah, and their solution was, let's just put them in leather jackets. Yeah. Bastards. Yeah. I don't care for that. <laughs> when you go around and you see people at comic conventions who go for, like, the comic likeness of these characters, do they do the white eyes? Is Some that, do. So, yeah? Yeah. I think it's... How does it look when you're walking around in real life? The or? ones that usually do that are the ones that are, like, uh, Spider-Man or Deadpool, okay. where they have pretty big... Eye holes that it just happen to be white. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, and that's so you know that, that lets you put a screen there. I saw this guy dressed as Battle Suit Batman from Batman v Superman. Yes, mm -hmm. I saw him in his costume maybe three weeks after the movie came out, 
and it was a fabulous costume. And there's no way he hadn't been working on that since the very first image of that Batman came out. And I felt so bad for this guy. <laughs> he must have put thousands of hours into a costume for one of the worst movies oh, ever man. made. But he so had white eyes. Yeah. Did it look cool? Yeah, it might have been Ben Affleck at Comic-Con. Probably him. Right? Hollywood, or I'm challenging been, you. Or it might have been George Clooney who's just like, I don't want to be Batman again. <laughs> Just let me let me do it. I'll do it right this time. Put the put the white eyes in. If you're gonna if you're gonna secretly on the low do CGI tests on Scarlett Johansson to see how Asian you can make her, yeah. you can do me the solid and put some white eyes on these X Men and let me be the judge of how cool that looks. Yeah. So another scene from the trailer. Oh yeah, that thing. Shit. We're still talking about that. Um, <laughs> We see in both trailers them having some sort of family dinner type situation <laughs> with some people we do not know. Here's my here's my question. Yeah. Those people are going to betray him, right? Or they're going to be dog meat by yeah, the team that's yeah. going to come wreck yeah. shop, ruin their dinner. Yeah, because that's kind of the theme of these type of movies, right? It's like they're on the run, and then they meet someone... They help them out. They play then, a game of Would You Rather around the dinner table. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they spin the bottle, happens, mm-hmm. and then and then they either, those people betray them, mm-hmm. like sell them out to the people looking for them, and they go, I didn't mean to! <laughs> or they, yeah, or they get murdered. They get wasted. Yeah. I mean, that even happened in uh, Star Wars, right? Lando. Lando. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's not Lando's fault. No, you can't help no. superheroes. I mean, they, they got just, there before. <laughs> just leave a trail of death and destruction um, wherever they go. My question is, what do you? What's the? What are you placing bets on? What's going to happen in the in the at the at the family dinner? At the family dinner. <laughs> oh, okay. Really, Not the arc of the movie. What do no, they talk about at dinner? Very specific. <laughs> yeah. What conversation are they having at dinner? Mm. I'll bet that's where the comic book shows up. Oh yeah, uh, he's like, hey, yeah. look, guys, you seen one of these? I'm yeah. famous. This is me. No, yeah. I think with a, one of the kids from the family they're eating with oh. has a comic, and and that's why they like, take I, him I in. I remember you back when you had a cool facial hair configuration. Yeah, and you wore your costume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then he aside to the camera, he's like, "See, it looks stupid. That's why I don't wear it." And, <laughs> and, I, and then and I go throw my popcorn in the air and storm out of the theater. <laughs> Did you guys think that uh, Wolverine looked a lot like Mel Gibson in this? Like Crazy Eyes Mel Gibson? Um, go yeah, on. Yeah, I can see I that. I mean, he's got, he's got the full beard. It's salt and pepper, just like, you know, the last six movies Mel Gibson was in, uh-huh. where he's he won't show his cheeks anymore for some weird reason. He's got the mooten chops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's, he's like, he's old like Mel Gibson in this movie. Yeah, it looks like they just didn't let him drink any water. He looks very dehydrated. <laughs> They're just I mean, trying to make him super mad for the character. Yeah. <laughs> what did do you think Hugh Jackman did some method acting in this one? You watched The Patriot, and then he was like, "All right, I'm ready to go." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And by method acting, I mean this followed Mel Gibson Mel, around. Mel Gibson uh, shadowing. Yeah, they <laughs> eat some nachos together. And- um, I really enjoy how many times throughout these trailers the little kid. Hurricane Rana is somebody. Yeah. <laughs> that happens like multiple times. She's jumping off of people. She's flipping around like Jushin Thunder Liger. Just like. They also do the cool action scenes of them like dive flying at mm-hmm. people, 
which seems very uh, comic booky. It's to straight me. out of the comics. Yeah. That's yeah. like Frank Miller panels. Yeah, for come to sure. Life right yeah, there. and they so, do it in every Wolverine movie. Okay, but that that there's the one in the trailer of him in the forest jumping at the guy, and it's yes. it's the dumbest. Way to jump, I think. I don't think that that works in real life, but it's no. really fucking Well, cool. it reminds me of the Age of Ultron scene where all the Avengers come in the frame and they're mm. all doing like a power pose. That was oh, yeah, so yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah, which you would only see in a comic, <laughs> yeah. but like. Great for the trailer. But for, yeah, and for the trailer. But yeah, I love when directors actually go, hey, let's make these comic books come to life. Yeah. And so here's my question. Here's my new question. I have lots new, of questions. You have a lot of questions. Here, this is a Q&A. Um, so, gentlemen, uh, here's my Q&A today. Um, this is my serious voice. This is um, NPR voice. Sounds way goofier than your <laughs> what do you, voice. What, what do you mean? I'm very... Um, <laughs> Your Dave Chappelle white guy. Like, <laughs> I'm, very, yeah, I'm very offended that you would say such a thing uh, with such a serious voice going on right now. I feel like some of the uh, pushback of comic books now is they're not they're taking themselves too serious, right? Mm. So like the DC movies, mm. some of the earlier X Men movies. And so here we have another movie that seems to be taking itself very serious, but I'm not getting the same bad touch vibes that uh, like Batman versus Superman gave me. This yeah. feels more like the Dark Knight. Yeah. Like the second of the Christopher Nolan Batman movies. Uh, like it could be a good movie whether it was Wolverine or not. Yeah. I think that's how the trailer looks to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of got a western-y kind of vibe. And Wolverine is more of a serious character historically, is he not? Like, yeah. to the effect that you could expect his movies to be a little more somber because he's kind of like the loner, yeah. wanderer character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he gets some one-liners in because he's kind of been saving them up for, like, <laughs> all his months, like, in the in the Canadian Arctic or whatever, just, like, in his sleeping bag, be like, oh, i got to use that one when I get back into civilization. So he'll drop, like, a little funny line every once in a while, but for the most part, he's kind of, like, a just a hoof kind of silent dude, right? Yeah. Uh, and one thing I do think the X-Men movies do well is the character development of kind of the main stars... So I think, like, Professor X, Magneto, uh, Logan, mm-hmm. like, all their characters are really strong in all those films. Yeah. To the point where X-Men Apocalypse, like, many people didn't like that movie, but I kind of liked it just because of Magneto and his whole character growth in that movie. Yeah. And so this seems similar, like you were saying, Django, where it's more, it feels more Dark Knight, where you really get to dive into this Logan character. Right. Where it, uh, it it's... It's just a badass movie that happens to have comic book characters in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's not doing the fish out of water, joining the team thing. He's not doing the I want to be a loner, but I got to lead the team thing. He's kind of being thrust in this like potential family dynamic situation or like at least rescue or decide he can rescue this kid. And if we're lucky, there's no eye beams or yeah. wings or, you know, <laughs> anything that makes the X-Men the X-Men. Yeah, because yeah. Wolverine's kind of the most serious. It's just a dude with knives taped to his hands, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So it's just like a, a, a greaser. <laughs> right? And he has a little knife blade. He's a, he's a greaser. He's got the hair. Yeah, he has the hair, and he's like eating um, at the diner. How do we feel about the tacked on f bombs? Like, thank you, Deadpool. Like, now we live in a world where all the X Men movies have to dabble in like throwing a fuck in there. Well, you always get a fuck, but this is so. This movie, kind of the big selling point is it's R rated, and they should have done that for Wolverine from the beginning. Right, like the Wolverine movies should have been bloody and. 
not acceptable for yeah. all audiences. But Deadpool kind of gave the pass, and I did read something from the director who tried to say, like, no, 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 this movie isn't R-rated because of Deadpool. We're going to do R-rating anyways. All right. I was like, mm. Sure you are. Yeah, okay. The you studios were, do. were like, put in some F-words. They yeah. love it. Uh, we're going to do an R-rated DVD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah. you remember those? Deadpool. Oh, like when the special, well, no. Tell me. No, I mean, do you remember DVDs before we streamed everything? <laughs> Sounds DVD. familiar. It's oh, the, 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 the cassette you, that you put in the desk? Yeah, and you put porn on it. <laughs> right, yes, yes. Yeah, I got it. Trailer 2, kind of a different vibe. No Johnny Cash music. And we yeah, open up. the same tempo. Yeah. Yeah, it's another kind of like poverty porn song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it opens up with a more comedic. Because she's this shopping, kind of shoplifting, and the guy's like, hey, what do you, you got to pay for that? Mm. And she's like, hiya! No, I don't. And she, like, attacks him. And then it's, like, kind of like a family di- dynamic at the grocery store. Logan comes in, like, the mean dad, and he's like, hey, stop it. No. No, no shoplifting. No. no and then he shoplifts, <laughs> and they, like, drag him out. Well, but, he, I mean, he was getting jerky. That's... Every, everybody mean, does that, right? Yeah. Jerky as because he was being a jerk. No, he was he He's was stealing into beef a jerky. Slim jam. <laughs> it's oh, like yeah. you, you steal beef jerky from mini marts and you uh-huh. steal towels from hotels. Those are the only two things it's okay to steal. <laughs> the, the, the freebies. If they're on the run from this Weapon X, what's the Team. what's the facility that the Weapon X thing? Uh, that I don't know. Potentially, Mister. We, we don't know who's behind this yet. Yeah, I mean, the if they're following Old Man Logan, it wouldn't. Oh, that could, that wouldn't. Could... It would be way after okay. all that. Okay. Who knows? But the, he's being chased by some <laughs> bad dudes. Yeah. yeah. Not and not like the video game bad dudes. Although I'd watch that crossover. <laughs> <laughs> second. Is that like Double Dragon? Oh, kind of. Yeah. 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 And then, like you stand on a semi and kick ninjas. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Is that uh, seen in here? Um, <laughs> I was just gonna say it w- wouldn't be very wise of them to poke their head into a gas station. They'll end up on the cameras, right? Like that's how that. Well, that's how everybody gets caught when they're on a road trip. Unless we're in a, a post-apocalyptic we're not, world, because they have gas stations with uh, teenagers uh, that work not. there with yeah. frosted tips. Yeah, and they and they've got uh, Pringle cans and jerky. Yeah. Okay, I mean the jerky could still be around. I guess that makes more sense. Then yeah, he's they're busted. Also, all the cars in this. So, so that was my biggest complaint when I first saw these trailers: is that if it really is gonna be old man Logan style desolate west, yes, all of these cars that the bad guys are driving are way too shiny and new. Like I want to see Mad Max cars coming after Logan. <laughs> That'd be, mm-hmm. be so rad. That, like where's that, that crossover? Mm-hmm. Oh, we'll throw bad dudes in there, and we'll have. It's a real. <laughs> It'd be like suit. the Lego Batman movie. All the villains from uh, Mad Max 2 kind of look like X-Men villains. Yeah. yeah. They're very comic They went to the X-Men How to Dress Yourself school. <laughs> yeah. I read this online. I was trying to see it on the trailer. So when she, when the dude comes into a building and finds her, and he's like, you're coming with me, kid. Mm-hmm. And then they pan away, and you hear gunshots. She comes mm-hmm. out. There's a shot where she has something in her hand. Yeah. And it looks like a head. Oh, in the distance? In the yeah. oh. distance. Yeah. And then they cut, and, and she doesn't cut, have it anymore. And she doesn't have the head anymore, and she, like, throws her backpack off. Yeah, she's going to spike that head. Yeah. So I'll bet you a dollar she rolls it to that guy's feet, and you see a tight shot of his boots. Yeah. And then the head rolls up. And then it's, like, Breaking Bad, and it walks away on a turtle. I mean, he, he could be a mutant. 
turtle head. Um, yeah, I think I had the same. I, th- I think I had the, a similar reaction to that. I was like, oh, wait, where's the severed head? Yeah, so dark, Sean. Mm. Oh, yeah. Red band. I was expecting it. Red band, but not that red band, or they would have showed us that shot of her rolling so. it. Yeah. I like, I like it when they save something for the movie, you know? And yeah. I want it all in the trailer. Well, and both of these, I think, did a really good job of just giving you beats for the trailer and not beats for the movie. Yeah. You know? Yes, because we're still uncertain about what the storyline is and it's a little bit kind of mysterious, like, I think they kind of did a good job of keeping it worth going to the theater for. Yes. There's only one shot where it felt kind of like, ooh, that might give something away, is when Wolverine's, like, on the ground you only see, like, part of his body, but it's, like, bleeding out. Mm. And you can kind of, like, see, oh, he's hurt bad and or dying. And she's, he's clutching her hand. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, either that moment is when he he dies. Mm. Or she's like, okay, this is where I go into action. Right. Do you think he's going to die? I mean, that's my under... You told me that's what happens, Django. No, in the comics, he dies way before this happens. Well, that's like an alternate timeline. Yeah. If it's based on the comics, where he does die. He and, doesn't die in this one, though. And Hugh Jackman has said this is probably his last film. Probably mm-hmm. his last film is what he said? He said. As Wolverine. As Wolverine. No. <laughs> ever. Like, ever. He's like, what do you mean I've by done that? I've done bitches. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm going to go out on top. This is the best I can do. Yeah. Um, uh, tired of my kids getting kidnapped in movies? You don't think... Or, and isn't the point of this movie is he's passing on the Wolverine mantle to this little girl? That's what it seems Maybe like. Maybe so. Like, mythologically. Do you guys yeah. think he'll live? No. I assume he's going to die at the end of this. Just based on my cursory knowledge that there was a death of Wolverine at some point, comic-related incident, yeah. even if he didn't really die... I have now an expectation to go and watch him at least die, if not get resurrected a la the Superman death. So, I mean, I got to tell you guys, he didn't die in anything related to Old Man Logan. Okay. Old Man Logan, spoiler alert, lives at the end, uh, and and it's an alternate timeline where he dies. He actually gets covered in adamantium. God damn it, X-Men. When he dies. They just want it both ways. (laughs) Yeah. They uh, have it both ways. They actually have a really good old man Logan hanging out in the normal universe series. Okay, well, right so now. that was my. <laughs> if he does live, that was my suggestion. Is like you kind of Batman Beyond it, mm-hmm. where he's just like the old crotchety old guy mm-hmm. who's like training this up and comer. And Mel Gibson's not doing anything. They yeah, just throw him. They him teleport there. him back in time. <laughs> they make him shave. Uh-huh. And, I like uh, this Mel Gibson as Wolverine. <laughs> my my. Alternate Wolverine casting was going to be Idris Elba, but that doesn't—that's neither here nor there. <laughs> this is this is a better idea. Once rate this thing, Sean. You want to explain the rating system to Django here and anyone else who's listening for the first time. Django, did you ever go to the Regal theaters this summer where they like berated you with this "We're all the same when the lights go down" ad campaign? Like the tagline was, "It's all pink in the dark." Is that the one? We're all. It's all. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. They changed the wording on that, actually. It it used to say, we're all the same when the lights go out or something. We're all the same. It it was, we're all the same in the dark. And then Mm -hmm. after like a few months, they changed it to enjoy the show or something. Like something really vanilla. Did we fuck that up? It's it's like the Wiku sign that says where members come first. 
And it's just like this big smiling lady head up there. <laughs> they were like, does it sound too much like we're saying we're all black people in the dark? We need to change this. Ad campaign. Um, yeah, I was, I was there that Okay, you're bringing me to this. So the, the deal goes like this. If you are 100% sold on this trailer and you can't wait to go see it, you're going to say, like a lot. Similar to the guy who ah. walks in going... It's okay if I scream, like, like a, a lot. lot. So you cool if I scream, like a lot. <laughs> um, if you're middle of the road, kind of could be swayed either way. Maybe this, you are kind of need a couple more things to kind of get you out of the seat and, and into the theater. You're going to say, in space, with, with zombies. zombies. With zombies. Right? All right? There's other things that could kind of entice you to go. In space. In space, with zombies. If you are 100% against this seeing this movie based on these trailers, you're going to say, I love robots, like the old woman. All right who loves robots, apparently. I love robots. So with that in mind, uh, as our guest, feel free to rate the collective Logan the two trailer. trailers, like a lot. Okay. I'm absolutely wow. gonna see Not even movie. thinking about yeah. it. Just straight off the dome. They had me, they had me when they were silent, and they had <laughs> yeah. me when I turned you the sound on. You didn't even need them talking to like it. Nope, yeah. no music, no music. And you're like, this is a bonus. Hey, they actually talk in this wow, movie. Oh, it's a talkie. Yeah. It's a talkie. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, they finally got Wolverine uh, cowboy movie, yeah. basically. Yeah. That is a good fit. Like it is. Wolverine and Western. I'll yeah. go see a Western. I went and saw The Lone Ranger on purpose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I loved it. Nice. Um, they almost did it right, too, in that the Wolverine movie, where it's Wolverine and Samurais. Mm. Yeah. So I think that's kind of is his spot, like that Western Samurai sweet spot yeah. for Yeah, make him. him a Samurai Jack, just pick him up and throw him into a to a trope, yes. genre like trope. Like Logan, Wolf, and Cub. Jingo, uh, before we move on, do you think this has potential to be the best X-Men movie? And if not, what's your personal best. I, I think this could easily be the best X-Men movie. I think my second favorite would be the, I don't even remember, the First Class. First Class. Mm-hmm. I think First yeah. Class is is my favorite one right now. That one has, again, the good Magneto-Professor X relationship. Yeah. yeah, and it's got Wolverine telling him to fuck off. Yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, that's right. That's that, his that's, cameo that's, in yeah. that movie. That's kind of your... Uh, <laughs> oh, no more F-bombs for the rest of the show. Yeah, your meter. <laughs> it's like, does Wolverine tell someone to fuck off in it? Okay. <laughs> So, yeah. Uh, Sean, what's your rating on this? I'm going to rate this like a lot as well. I, Both of them. I like a lot, a lot of the X-Men trailers because I think X-Men does trailers well, especially yeah. when they want to not give away the fact that the movie might suck. They <laughs> cut together an awesome trailer. They did it with Age of Apocalypse. I was like, there's no way this movie can't be the fucking best movie of all time. <laughs> this trailer rules. They, they have Mohawk Storm. Yeah. And <laughs> they cut, they just like, they do a cool vibe where they just flash the cool shit on the screen. They kind of did it with the Suicide Squad trailer as well, and I get super hyped on it. I don't know if this movie's going to be as good as the trailer makes it look or if it'll be able to sustain, given that it's just going to be what it is, no other X-Men cameos or whatever. Like, if they can focus on one story and not be too ADD'd out to, like, do it well, um, I'm optimistic, but uh, history has proven them not to be the strongest in that department. But uh, at least from the trailers, I give it a like a lot. And guess what? Perfect score. We're, we're synced <laughs> like up. Like a lot. Like a lot. Uh, I give both like a lot. I think the first trailer kind of has the edge with the Johnny Cash hurt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, this is very close on the Movie Baby band list of taking a song and matching it to things you're seeing in the trailer. Mm. So like on the nose, 
I hurt myself today, and you see Wolverine with all the scars on it. Mm. <laughs> it's like, oh, no, quit doing that. Yeah. That's my reason why I wouldn't want it be on the ban list is because tra- trailers like this, if you can do it right, it really brings up the level of the yeah. trailer. Well, picture the alternative. They have some breathy baby girl voice person whisperly singing it. Yeah. That would have been the worst. I hurt myself Stop it. today. <laughs> I thought of someone else I think I would allow to play Wolverine. Oh, yeah. Oh, go. I don't know if he can grow a beard, though. It's Tom Hardy. Oh, Tom Hardy. He can he can grow a fake beard. I, I think, think he's short a fake beard enough yeah. and, like, he's got a, enough shoulders to do it. Yeah. And he's a mean, a mean face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't <laughs> think he, w- he would look as much like... Uh, but would he do a funny, like, Bane voice? <laughs> we never know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm certain he would. He, he would, like, go to, like, nature and, like, camp out where wolverines are, mm. and he'd, like, study how they talk, and he'd be like, <laughs> and he'd watch me, like, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, probably. Uh, I'd definitely watch that. <laughs> all right, well, there you go, Fox. Once, once, yeah, uh... kill off you, Jack. Yeah, who sign up. Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. And, you know, send a check to Movie Babies. (laughs) So that was Logan. (laughs) See, you just told everyone your deepest, darkest secret. Dude, come on. I think you're overreacting a little bit. You must be so embarrassed. (laughs) Do me. Do me. Do me. All right, Devin, are you recording? I am Devin. Okay. I don't want you to hit that red button again. Until we're done talking. If you hit it again, you're going to fuck up the podcast. I am Devin. Right. So explain to me again what I just said to you. I am. I am. I am Devin. Yes. And you're not going to. Devin, Devin, Devin. No! Is that what he talks like? I don't know. I don't understand how... Rocket understands Baby Groot, or regular size Groot, or any Groot. They're That's really your, good buddies. Yeah, they're just really good friends, Sean. Like, like Devin, you understand me. Barely. <laughs> um, How does Han understand Chewie? There's, it's the, I mean, I guess it's the same thing. Like, can other Wookiees understand other Wookiees? Yeah. Can other Groots understand other Can Groots? other humans yes. understand other humans, yeah, Sean? Yeah, but they don't repeat the same three words, and then that infers... Oh, all God. the context or what we they're saying. We can never watch Pokemon together. Oh, man. Birds do it. Bees Birds do, do it. say the same thing. <laughs> Even the movie babies do does, it, Sean. Does Groot in the comic book say, I am Groot? All the time. Okay. From day one. From Guardians so. of the Galaxy. But, Django, d- tell me this. There is one book where he's like, all right, I am Johnny. Yeah, like I'm sure, I'm up, sure right? that they've they've mixed it up. I think maybe there there are a couple of them that are narrated by him, like in in the little square boxes, which are you know like uh, all, like the, all the most boring yeah. comics to read don't have word balloons; they have square boxes instead. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they do that with Groot, and uh, you know whatever. It's just it's just a lot of tree humor. I just want to know <laughs> a little bit of the past mythology of the Groot character. Did did Rocket just teach him to say his own name? Yeah, like a like a rat. Okay. And there's like you know how You've like, taught rats to say their own <laughs> names? <laughs> we have a big pest problem in this household. <laughs> no, but like how you know they they have the rats and when they do the studies and then they give them water to have them like touch a lever. Okay, sure. Like just like that. Like 
It's training yeah. a monkey. Yeah, yeah, Groot is a tree, so he needs the water. Mm-hmm. And he's like, look, I'm going to make you starve unless you say, if you start talking. And when so he then, finally got it, he showed him the sun. <laughs> yeah, he's like, synthesize. I I wonder if this is going to be this long running gag where we don't find out the origin of why he says I am Groot until like the 10th Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Okay, so I did read an art, uh, interview with James Gunn, the mm-hmm. director of this, and writer, mm-hmm. and apparently he said in this movie, this is where we find out all the answers that the first movie left. Fuck your franchise, you, man. I think well, the well, only question... What's wrong with that? Because it's the second movie! That's the thing. You can explain all the secrets in the second movie. Well, they'll make new secrets. What do you want him to do? Because the other option is, like, you drag it like every other franchise. Yeah, and then it means something when you finally do it. It's like they didn't. you didn't have to have two 20 million seasons of Lost. You could have just been like, hey, they were dead. But supposedly the point of that... (laughs) Damn it, Sean. You know, you gotta parse these things out. If if Cinema Paradisimo just started with them watching the porn, no. you'd be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I mean, there's character development for it, but, like, this is a new trend where they're like, we have to have five movies to explain a simple thing. Getting, like Fast and the Furious. Yeah, like, getting Groot's and Rocket's backstory, finding out who Star-Lord's dad is, mm-hmm. that does not need to be stretched out for ten movies. Like, you set that up on the first movie, like... They don't know this stuff. Like, hopefully they learn about it. And then the next movie should be the answer. Like Star Wars. Like Star Wars. I guess. Like, what they, they didn't really reveal much in the third Star Wars movie, right? Like, most of, the, most of the third movie was taking care of secrets that were revealed in the second one. Yeah, I guess. But if, you're, if we're going to have a bunch more of these, and I imagine we will. Right? We're going to have a billion stories in the galaxy. I mean, right now, we don't know how many more James Gunn will do. There's no this is the only sight. one he's doing right now and signed on for. He's okay. not signed on for a third so one. So you forge your characters in these lifelong pursuits of who their father is. Like, uh, what happened to Rocket in his torture chamber or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So that they have a arc throughout their entire existence. If you solve that arc in movie two and you just have to build a new one, you have no business making movies. You make episodic television where every week some other shit's fucking going on. Have you been watching the Marvel movies? That's what they're doing. It's terrible. It's not a good practice. It's episodic movies. It doesn't make it so that you're like, okay... I'm watching this and I'm going, yeah, this is a fun, like, kind of side adventure, but, like, I know I'm going to be still signed up for the 10th one. Like, you automatically go, I don't want this. Yeah, but the thing about Guardians of the Galaxy is, one, they have, and Avengers, to the same point, is that you can trade out characters. So you can wrap up Rocket's storyline, you know, he finds out what happened to him, blah, blah, blah. And when you're done telling stories with that character, you pluck in a new uh, guardian in that place, and then you find out their backstory. No. This is the other thing I don't like about this fucking movie is that they're already recasting the team in movie number two. Like... Or they're adding teams. Yeah, they're throwing all these new assholes on the fucking team, and now it's a whole... It's like an eight... It's like the fucking Wu-Tang Clan. There's like a billion of them. Yeah, you got old Dirty Bastard. But you don't even have old Dirty Bastard anymore. All of a sudden, you just have, like, the fucking Capadonna's running okay, around well, and before we, the place. Before we continue on this uh, tangent of yours, I need this answered. Go for it. Who 
are the Wu-Tang Clan and the Guardians match? Who, who, who matches up with who? Okay. <laughs> Star-Lord is the RZA. Okay. Um, he's, he's the foundational yeah. element, right? He's your leader. Rocket is the ODB. Yeah, I like that. Um, what's the Gamora? Yeah, that's She's the Raekwon. Who's a uh, Method Man? Method Man is Groot because he gets the punchlines, right? <laughs> yeah, and and Method Man's always like Method Man, Method Man, yeah. Method Man. <laughs> Wait, that's all dirty. By that one, oh yeah, so, <laughs> they all dirty Groot. I don't know. Rocket's a pretty good old dirty. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Potentially. Um, okay, who's Red Man? And then that's the blue guy. We're not talking original. <laughs> That's Red Man's not an original Wu Tang member. Oh shit! Um, Drax is the other guy. Yeah. Okay. That's Batista. Ba- Batista. Okay. Drax is he's not Ghostface. Uh, Little Kim. Now you're talking a whole nother Junior Mafia. Um, <laughs> it's a different continuity. Let's see. Oh, okay. I got my timelines mixed up. Yeah. But that was the original Wu Tang timeline, and then they had the crossover where they went uh, to the future. <laughs> it messed me up. I guess I guess Drax is Jizz of the Genius. I don't know. The Jizz? The Jizz of the Genius. I don't know. I'm not sure. He doesn't. He's too. Th- that's the problem with this fucking Guardians of the Galaxy cast. They're not cool personalities like the Wu Tang, where they're all different. They're oh. all the fucking same. Who are they adding in this movie other than the uh, Daryl's brother from Walking Dead? Uh, let me give you a list. The Blue Man Group guy. (laughs) So, got the yellow mind reader from the last scene. So we have, like, this ant woman lady. Mm -hmm. We have, like, the little fangs. Mm -hmm. But is she on the team, or is she just in a scene? I think she's on the team. I mean, they are adding a lot from what it seems like. And we watched the Super Bowl ad that kind of gave everyone's name as well. They kind of affirmed that they're on the team. So she's new, and then the... The jigsaw lady robot that we saw from the first movie. She was the bad guy in that. So we got from a lot of bad guys. Baddies she seems coding. to be twisting. Uh, the guy with the whistle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's the he's on the team now. Those sick moves you just did, making wishes was a video podcast. <laughs> That's the only way I can whistle. I can only whistle if I move Doing my hand, hand and do a little robot move. Um, so there are some new team members, but a lot of them were established in the first There's movie. There's three new team members, right? And that two we of know them, of so far. Yeah. There might be more from what I can look at right now. Yes, and two of them were established from the first movie. Yeah, but they they were established as bad guys. I don't like what they're doing here. I don't like it. What James you, Gunn. What would you want? Because that's. Uh, I want. Here's what I want. Yeah. So episode number one, volume one, was a, a, establish the team. Yes. They're a team that doesn't like to work together, but at the end of the first one, they are kind of made to work together, and it turns out that they make a good team. Yeah. Okay, so have an episode where they now have to put that to the test, right? Like they, okay, so bad guy number two, whatever, or... uh, Thanos or whoever so they want this is movie wanna, two you're pitching. This is movie number two. There's a new bad guy element. Now they're kind of like the um, Firefly team. They're like, okay, yeah. we're begrudgingly in this spaceship, like, traveling around for the next whatever the fuck. And, like, then yeah. Howard the Duck comes in. He's like, oh, shit, Thanos is going to come wreck shop on this little planet. And they're like, oh, I guess we got to help because we're the guardians of the galaxy, guys. And then... They start to realize, like, oh, maybe we're not such a good team after all, because, like, we're all these individual people who want to run the show. And we're fighting fucking Thanos. Yeah. Yeah. And and so it's 
a little more time to get the new situation established before we just throw a bunch of other voices on the microphone? I mean, we, we don't know how if this movie will not start with them as a unit like that. I hope at least the first half of it is like their own like little like Star Trek reboot like I mean, adventure. That is like I see your point because that's kind of what I wanted those Star Trek movies to be. Like every Star Trek movie ends with them like now we're a team. We're going to go off in space to adventure. Mm-hmm. And then like the next movie I'm pumped because like yeah I get to see them do a space adventure and it's never that. It's yeah. like them like well, those space adventures were fun, but now we got to do this other... It's like, no! Let's go somewhere with gravity. (laughs) Do the space adventure. So I can see where you're going with that. With your plans, it would work better if it was a TV show. Like, these movies want you to fill in the blank. Like, that's where the comics come in. It's like, hey, here's the team. Mm. If you want to know more about that team's specific adventures, read the comics, plug it in in your head sort of stuff and here's the next big event which is this movie and the big event the movie is going to be that establishment like falling apart in some way I mean you basically just described the first two acts of all of the Fast and the Furious movies (laughs) Jingo's really into the Fast and the Furious movies I like the Fast and the Furious movies a lot Fast and the Furious in space (laughs) oh I watched the shit out of it Fast and the Furious (laughs) yeah they need to they need, oh, maybe Drax is the Tyrese of the group. Ooh. Maybe he's the Sec- ludicrous. <laughs> okay, wait. Jingo, yeah, now your question. Who, uh, who is who, Fast and the Furious and Guardians? Oh, man. All right. So uh, Star-Lord would be uh, Paul Diesel. Walker. Oh, oh yeah. Paul yeah, Walker. Paul Walker, Because okay. yeah. he's, like, he's the handsome one who's... Always just kind of joking around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Never really takes it serious. Vin Diesel has to be Groot, right? Yeah. Because he has Groot to be is- Groot. <laughs> Because even though Groot doesn't is. sound anything like him, he's played by him. Yeah, like that's, a, that's an automatic. Yeah. Rocket would probably be Ludacris, because if I remember right, Ludacris is the bomb guy from the, oh, there from you the go. Fast Ludacris and the Furious movies, mm, right? Um, and I'm going to stop you there, because that's all I know of the Fast and the Furious. <laughs> well, yeah. and then there's Michelle Rodriguez and... Okay, she, she was the girl one. Right. Did it. Gamora. <laughs> Done. Success. God damn it. Um, <laughs> no one asked me a specific tie-in switch. Keep, let's keep talking, and then we'll think of one. Because um, so, I got some good ones. I got a Muppet one. <laughs> Kermit. <laughs> Kermit is Star Wars. All right. <laughs> uh, I, I thought this trailer looked a little bit like Guardians of the Green Screen. Oh, yeah. And I hope that they... I hope it... it gets fixed as you're watching it in context, because so, it looks pretty shit. So, and that's what we should mention, too. Technically, this is a teaser. It's a two-minute teaser, which mm-hmm. is the new trend in Hollywood trailers. Uh, but technically, this is not a full trailer. So the purpose of this is just to whet the appetite. Kind of reintroduce this team, mm-hmm. which they did. They kind, You kind of have the comic booky like, here's a team member's name. And then here's them doing a fun little action sequence. Right. And then you also have the the teasers also set up as a scene happening as well. Uh, it's basically Rocket Raccoon yeah. as Abbott and Groot <laughs> as Costello. Yeah. Uh, and I like I like that scene. I'll tell you what, it does it better than the, that Mummy trailer, which also tried to do, like, here's a scene and then mm-hmm. here's the trailer. Oh, yeah, like here's a minute and a half in an airplane. Yeah, because yeah, that one, the, it was too disjointed where it was like the first half of the trailer was just a scene. The second half of the trailer it's was a like a traditional trailer. Right. This one, I felt like they did a good mix of doing the here's your scene and here's like some more 
action-y trailer stuff. stuff yeah. I'm definitely going to pee during that scene when I go see the Guardians oh, yeah. of the Galaxy. Yeah. Oh, because we've seen it so much. Seen it. Yeah. We don't need it again. It's, the, it's in every trailer. The second scene being the I can read your mind and you have sexual feelings towards Gamora and then yeah. Drax just like busting out laughing. Busting out. Like, yeah. she just told everyone your deepest, darkest secret. You must be so embarrassed. Yeah. I don't know why it bothers me that the you audience goes ape shit you when that Drax. when he drops his line. Because it's not funny. No. I I do like Drax. Why? You don't like Drax either, Jingo? I like I like Drax in the first one, but this one seems like they like in the first movie he had maybe three scenes where, where he does they the, showcase how literal he is. Yes. Mm-hmm. And in this trailer we had four. And if yes. they're gonna roll if, if they're gonna lean on that through the entire movie, it's gonna get old pretty quick. I agree. I don't think they will though. I think for the teaser, you do want to. Like the two things that I take away from this is Groot and Drax. And those were the two fan favorite things from that first movie. So if you're selling a teaser, isn't that the two things you'd want to highlight? Uh, not hitting the same note with it. Like, there's also, I remember, was there another teaser where there's a, like, a hug scene between... That's the Super Bowl ad. That was the Super Bowl ad. Okay, and and he's like, I told you not to hug me, and he's, like, just doing it anyways. And he hugs him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like a rebel. Yeah, like... the same note for this character, like it's not very dynamic and it's pretty. It do, I don't think it balances the team very well. Mm. Like I and feel like sex? you could have a rocket or a Drax. You don't need both because all the characters are kind of filling that comedy space. Y- they do. Like maybe Gamora is my favorite because she's kind of like I'm not gonna fucking do a one liner. Yeah. I'm just gonna kick someone's ass. Like hey, you don't need Abbott and Hardy. But then, but then <laughs> exactly. in the same in the same note, if you just have Drax being the serious beat 'em up guy, then that takes away from Gamora. Right, but then and Groot's also kind of in the first one. He's the Strong, silent guy. You know, yeah, but he's the he's, um, silent. Like, he's the one you're like, oh, that guy's nothing. He's just a tree. And then all of a sudden, he whips something out. And you're like, oh, shit, this guy's like, means business. Yeah, he, he has some power to he's him. A, he's a Bash brother. Like, he's a big guy. Like He's a bit, but he doesn't look, he's not a Bash brother in the sense, the Bash brothers, you know, shit, I'm not going to mess with that guy because they're bad dudes. He's, he's a, big, a tree. He's a big dude. He's, yeah, but he's a tree, and you don't know what his powers are. You don't know what he can do. I don't even know what the fuck him. he's saying. You don't even know what he's saying. And so in that first <laughs> Galaxy movie where he does, like, beat some people up, I mm. think it's a surprise to the viewer. Like, oh, shit, this tree is actually probably one of the most powerful guys on the team. And I don't think you would expect that if you saw them in a lineup. So, maybe. Sean, did you like the first one? I have a... I'm, like, a very begrudging Avengers and Guardians, like, viewer. Like, I don't want to like those movies. Like, I understand when people are like, oh, yeah, it's so great to have, like, these kind of fun, lighthearted ones that are just kind of more of a romp and less is at stake. But I don't particularly care for the type of humor that they tap into with these, and it's not dynamic enough for my particular taste. They don't do, like, a team assemblage in a complimentary way to me. I feel like everybody's kind of trying to vie for the same one-liner position or whatever, and it doesn't gel very well. So it's like, I guess in a way you did put together, like, the most unlikely team because you've got the same (laughs) guy for all of your guys. Uh, and of course they're not going to gel well. You got a, you got twelve John McClanes in the same <laughs> building, trying the same Nakahara Center. 
it doesn't work on me, but I appreciate that other people like them. Okay. Yeah. A disadvantage, too, that the Guardian has versus, say, like, the Avengers, like, not all of these characters get their own movie where they get to develop their own kind of personality. All their personalities need to be shown quickly in a very short amount of time. You know and so I mean? they might as well just show them all as the same guy. I don't think they're all <laughs> the same guy. I mean, I disagree all, with that. They're, they're, like, I think that like they're, they're all, all obviously written by the same guy. <laughs> I mean, it's very James Gunn voice. He's the writer and director of these. Mm. But I don't think I don't think Drax and Rocket are the same humor. No, but they just—it's like they're both funny characters. You know but I think when you know when Tony Stark and Bruce Banner are in the same room together for like a fifteen-minute scene in yeah. one of those various Avengers movies where yeah. they're just standing around talking, and you're like. Okay, now you're going to one-liner, now you're going to one-liner. Aren't you supposed to be the doctor guy? No, I guess you're kind of a doctor guy. Yeah. Oh, but you're both the funny guy. Like, you just kind of watch them battle as mirror images of each other. Yeah. They don't, like, complement each other well. There's not a straight man, wild character dynamic between them. They don't pass the hat very well. And I think that kind of extends out from just, like, not only the characters in the Marvel movies, but the movies themselves are a little bit homogenized. They're not, like, lowest common denominator, but they're the baseline good movie. Mm-hmm. Like, this this is this is just a, this is going to be a, a movie you're going to like watching. It's not going to blow your mind. It's going to be a really well done, super produced, it's, it's like a slick superhero movie and that's that's where it differs yeah. from like something like uh logan looks like it's going to be a little it's going to have some rough edges mm. and the nolan batman the first two nolan batman movies weren't like that they were like this is not this is not a boiled down version of a superhero movie this is right well something. but also those movies aren't trying to juggle like 12 characters right so i think that's the advantage and i think too like to sean's point yeah they're both kind of trading quips with each other but then you do have other characters on that team who do play the serious role well yeah well, i mean one of them's green and one of them's a girl mm-hmm. they're so different <laughs> <laughs> yeah I thought we'll that see i like the i think guardians is my favorite of the marvel movies mm-hmm. the first guardians either that or captain america one i mm-hmm. really like that because it was you know, super indiana jones punching super nazis and the only thing that makes Indiana Jones and Nazis better is to make them super. Yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, I, I'm not sold necessarily by this trailer, and I don't know that I would prioritize this movie if I was going, you know, if, if I was just a, a normal person, but as a comic fan and a, a fan of the movies, I think, I think the trailer tells you what, what it's going to be about, and that's something I'm into. Yeah, it just shows you, hey, if you like <laughs> the first one. You're, you're, you're probably like this one. Even more Drax. <laughs> more Drax. Groot is even cuter. He's even cuter. I was surprised that he cupped him small. For some reason, I just assumed, like, they showed him little at the end of the first one. Mm-hmm. And I assumed, like, oh, and then he will be grown in the second one. No, 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 no. So he's, but he's, he's a little baby yeah, Groot here. This is, this is, like, a prime example of, like, the executives of the studios pining through the forums and being like, oh, shit. We gotta do this. Yeah. Like, we gotta you guys keep know how long it took them to make toys of Baby Groot? It was like eleven months before there was a, a Baby Groot toy out, which is absolutely ridiculous. Wow. Like there, there was an entire holiday season where you couldn't buy a licensed Baby Groot, and that's all anybody Fat. wanted. Yeah, fuck you, Hollywood. <laughs> I listen to the people. Fuck you to everybody. <laughs> to me. Yeah, I, I didn't make a baby group. Why did you make right. a baby group? I guess you're right. Um, do you think we're going to get baby rockets? 
during the credits of the next one? They have to do a scene where they all like do like the Strunk episode where they all get turned into little kids. Ex-babies or whatever. Yeah, Yeah. and then then they're all um, little babies. Yeah, Um, that's where they're heading with this. I don't know. I like This one's probably one of my favorite Marvel ones and the Avenger ones for the part... For the two reasons Sean probably hates them is like mm-hmm. I like that they're all this kind of quippy because mm-hmm. that's kind of like what I like in these comic book adaptations is that's what I kind of want. It's like I want it to be quippy. I want everyone to have like the perfect line that you, they're you training. Want, uh, one, uh, you want the one. West Wing version <laughs> of the Marvel Universe. Yeah, like the other ones don't aren't as fun to me. And that's the reason why I'm seeing this comic book movie is that I just want it to be heightened fun. Yeah, well... I can accept that. It's it's kind of like, you know, your friend that doesn't like cilantro. Like, what the yeah. fuck? Cilantro's great, you yeah. piece of shit. Why don't you like cilantro? <laughs> Everybody likes it. You think it tastes like dirt because there's something wrong with your brain that tells your tongue that the cilantro tastes like dirt, but it tastes delicious and you're stupid. And that's me. I hate... I'm hating the cilantro of the galaxy. Right Genetically now. predisposed to not like Marvel movies. Yeah, it's yeah. not... <laughs> Your fault, and it's not my fault, and it's not James Gunn's fault. Sean, is there a Marvel movie you did like? Like, what would Don't be on your Don't say Ant-Man. The Marvel movie that I did like. Um, the second Ghost Rider movie? I don't know. <laughs> what? Uh, what about Winter Soldier? Yeah, I guess one? I did like Winter Soldier. I mean, I, that was that was another one that was just a genre movie with a comic book skin slapped on it. Yeah. yeah. That was like that's a, not a bad way to do it. Buddy Cops on a Run. And that's what all of the... Or I guess the first two uh, Cap movies were mm-hmm. genre movies with Captain America in them. Yeah, and I like Slither, and I liked Super, and I like James Gunn. I like Tromeo and Juliet. Like mm-hmm. I like his lineage. So by design, these movies should be batting a thousand for me. I'm just I don't know. I kind of feel like a like a high fidelity kind of asshole when it comes to these movies, where I'm like, I don't know first record was better (laughs) (laughs) volume one yeah now that you kids like it i don't like it kind of it's like how it's making me feel but it just i you know it's like either blood rushes to your to the head of your dick or it doesn't or it rushes out the uh, right out of your ass and right now it's the all my blood is rushing out of my anus wow that's the way you describe it yeah I think I know what his rating's going to be. Yeah. I do like the TerraVision monster. I like the big pink toothy monster so, at the beginning. So the monster at the beginning, too, it also reminds me of the star monster that mm-hmm. the Justice League Starro? Fight. Starro. Yeah. Because yeah. that's like the monster the Justice League first fights when they get together. Yeah, that, so was, that was one of their first. It looked kind of like a callback to that, even though they're different properties. Yeah. The, I don't know, man. The, the CG on this whole thing was, like I said, way overblown. Yeah, and I didn't I, believe anybody was actually touching the ground. I, that's kind of well. They're in they're in space. <laughs> okay, you're right. Yeah, I, I, I completely space. accept it. <laughs> I expect from James Gunn like a, a nominal amount of practical effects because of his history as like a trauma. Let's just do it yeah. practical kind of guy. But you know, I don't know. Maybe he doesn't have. Maybe they blow all their money on their cast. With it's got to be hard to make a big toothy Starro monster like that yeah. in real life. Well, let's rate this thing so we can go see Lego Batman. I think of the teaser, I'm going to put Love It. What is it? What's our, what's Whoa. Our, what's our... Twelve episodes later and we don't even know our own <laughs> rating system. <laughs> I think as a teaser, I'm going to rate it like a lot because I think it accomplishes what it wants to. It has a funny scene featuring Rocket and Groot, which people liked, and it had a funny scene at the end featuring Drax, the other fan favorite, and I think it accomplishes 
the scene trailer, traditional trailer thing, pretty good. They have the music that kind of hints back to the first movie and his mixtape that he has. Mm. So I'm giving it, like, a lot. Maybe it won't grab any new fans, but at this point, I don't know if that's the goal of the trailer. <laughs> like, if you're not, I feel like if you're not on the Marvel train now, then you're probably not going to get on it, right? Yeah, fair assessment. Uh, Sean, you want to do yours? Yeah, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna rate it. I like robots. I love robots. The lowest tier. Yeah, it doesn't. It it. it I have to go with my gut that it irritates me more than it pleases me, and I kind of <laughs> because wanna, you got that blood coming out yeah, of your butt. <laughs> I know. I kind of want to rate it in space with zombies, thinking that when the actual trailer comes out, some of these yeah. things will be satisfied. And I'll be like, okay, there's more to it than this, but I don't think I don't have enough. Hope held out to. Yeah, we'll, we'll come back to the trailers once they are released. Sure. And get your opinion. Yeah. Jingo. Guessed. So, ah, I, uh, I I don't know what your rules for rating are, but. They're very strict. I've <laughs> got three I'm, options. I'm absolutely going to go see this movie. Okay. Yes. I don't know if it's because of this trailer. Yeah. Uh, also, the first time I saw this trailer, I thought it was really funny. Well, did you and watch it with the sound off, it. though? No, I, I actually watched this one with the sound oh, off. Oh, so that was your mistake. Yeah, and I, I thought, that I'll, I'll go see that. But at this point, I've seen it like seven or eight times in the theater and tonight and just run across it whenever, and, and I like it less each time. It's wearing on you. Uh, that said, I'm, it's because, there's no way I'm not going to go see yeah. this movie. It's not a good trailer to watch repeatedly because it is a scene trailer. So it's like, yeah. okay, I know that, I know that joke. Mm. Yeah. I've seen it. You can't keep doing the same joke. So, yeah. So, I, I guess I would say, like a lot in space with zombies. Whoa. Like a lot in space with zombies. Yeah, that breaks the rating system. Yeah, yeah. Yes. in half. I did it. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, thank you, Django, for being our guest and comic book expert. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Plug your today. shop, and you have a oh, podcast. Oh, yeah. We've got as a well. podcast, too. So, I've got the Comics Place in downtown Bellingham, and our podcast is on all the podcast apps. Yeah. yeah. I, we know all this. of them. You know all of them. Um, it's called uh, Perfectly Acceptable Podcast by the Comics Place. I think you can probably search any two words in there and it shows up. Yeah. Nice. I found it and I'm an idiot. And it's comics reviews. Yeah. So every week we read three to five comics and then two to four of us will discuss them and uh, spoil the shit out of them. Nice. All right. So, so read up and then listen. Yeah. yeah. Or just like this episode. If you like spoilers, just dive, <laughs> dive in. in. Then you have to read the goddamn comic books, and then you can put this man out of business. Is that what you want? <laughs> That's what I'm going for. Bellingham, <laughs> you schmucks. All right, that was Guardians of the Galaxy, volume two, motherfucker. Do, 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 do. Break your fucking neck. Not a single person has tape. You have an atomic bomb in your bag. If anybody's going to have tape, it's you. I have to do everything. You are wasting a lot of time. <laughs> That's a really bad sign. And that's the episode. Oh, I wasn't recording, sorry. <laughs> oh, not quite the episode. Go ahead. And now that's the episode. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Damn it, we do it longer than that, Sean. <laughs> um, we are the Movie Babies. Uh, you can help us out by subscribing. Definitely give us a review on iTunes and Stitcher. Maybe leave us a Facebook or a Twitter comment if you have some ideas about the show, what you'd like to hear, uh, just talk to us. Let us know your feelings, your thoughts. Yeah, subscribing to the show really helps it out. You can catch all our stuff at www.moviebabies.com because when you don't have time to watch a two-minute trailer, Rudy, 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 that's the Movie Babies.